The Prophet was a shepherd and he said that all prophets were shepherds at some point. And when you shepherd your flock, you have to tolerate all sorts of things. And one of the things that the Prophet tolerated very well was the question that was asked that seemed inappropriate or was asked in an inappropriate way. The young person that came forth and said something or did something that was really out of place. The Prophet encouraged you to come forth and to ask your questions about deen, about the religion, so that your ignorance does not get the best of you and then somehow end up translating into the ignorance of a larger group of people. And so in that process, you see a lot of incidents where people messed up in the presence of the Prophet right? And in messing up in the presence of such a great man, it's easy for people to easily get disrupted or get disturbed and think that this is the end of it all. So you have these incidents of the Bedouins in particular. And usually when you have the narrator of the Hadith emphasizing that a Bedouin came forth, what he means is that that Bedouin is not going to be as refined with their mannerisms in the presence of the Prophet And so they're going to interrupt him in the middle of his khutbahs. They're gonna interrupt him while he's talking to people. They're going to maybe approach him more abrasively. And all the Prophet would do is he would finish his train of thought, which is very interesting about his personality وسلم, He wouldn't stop in the middle of his khutbah, but he would continue to talk. And then after he finished, the Prophet وسلم, would then ask who asked the question, who was the one that had raised their voice, who wanted some sort of clarification. So he did not lose the entire gathering. And at the same time, the Prophet وسلم, did not let that person's question go to waste. And so the famous story of the man that asked the Prophet وسلم, when is the hour? And the Prophet وسلم, waited until the end of his khutbah. And then the Prophet وسلم, said, where is the person who asked me about the hour? You also see the Prophet وسلم, you know, in one hadith, uh, picking off dried snot from the minbar. And he peels it off himself وسلم, and he says, you know, isn't there a better place for people to leave this? So you had a person that actually had left dried snot on the minbar of the Prophet You have the story of the man who walks in and the Prophet وسلم, was leading the companions in prayer. And this man did not know yet of the prohibition of speaking in the salah. So when he walks into the prayer, he says, Asalaamu Alaikum to the people and no one responds to him. And he gets really agitated that no one is responding to him when he says salam to them. So he continues to talk and he says, what's wrong with you? And none of the companions are responding to him. And the Prophet after the salah, he says, where's the person that asked the question about why no one was responding to him? And he validated him He said that it used to be permissible to say salam and to talk in salah in a moderate way, the way that you would in tawaf or something of that sort. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited it. And of course, the famous story of the Bedouin who came into the masjid and who urinated in the masjid. Now, before he urinated in the masjid, he was praying behind the Prophet ﷺ and he had a general unkempt uh, look and appearance that the Sahaba were a little bothered by the way he was carrying himself. And he already felt unwelcomed in the masjid. And as he was praying behind the Prophet ﷺ, at the end of the salah, he said, Allahummarhamni warham Muhammada wa la ma'ana ahada. Oh Allah, have mercy on me, have mercy on Muhammad, and don't have mercy on anyone else. And the Prophet ﷺ, he turned around and he said that you've made something so expansive, so narrow and limited. The mercy of Allah can cover everyone. And then he goes to the corner of the masjid and he starts to urinate. So this actually happened before he started to urinate. So he just starts urinating in the masjid and the Sahaba are about to rush this man and take him out. I mean, this is the masjid of the Prophet And the Prophet says, stop. And he even says, let him finish. 
let him finish and don't scare him any further. Let him continue to do his thing. And then after he's done, the Prophet ﷺ, he orders the companions to take some buckets of water and to pour water on the place that he urinated. And he simply says to the men, he says that these places, these masajid are places for the remembrance of Allah. And it's not befitting that a person urinates in these places. And the Prophet ﷺ turns to the companions and he says, That you were sent to bring ease to the people. You were not sent to bring hardship. And on that note, since it's Ramadan, uh, one of the most beautiful stories that you find is the story of Salama ibn Sakhr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Salama ibn Sakhr was a young man who used to say, uh, He said, look, I loved women more than other people loved women. So I had an issue where I loved women too much and I could not restrict my desires, my shahwa in the month of Ramadan. So he said, when Ramadan came around, I told my wife, that you are to me like my mother's back. This was called lihar. This was a prohibited form of divorce or pre-divorce that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about in Surah Al-Mujadila, in the woman that pleads, the surah about the woman that pleads. But he pronounced it on her at that time because he wanted to basically make her not like his wife as a means of stopping himself from being intimate with her. So that didn't last very long. Some of the time went by and he says that one night I saw some of her leg. He said, فَلَمْ أَلْبَثْ أَنَّزَوْتُ عَلَيْهَا And he said, I could not hold myself. And of course, we know what happens next. He was intimate with her. So he says, the next day I woke up and I went and I told my people what happened. And they were looking at me like, you're in trouble. You know, <laughs> there is no way that you're going to get around this. So I said to them, well, come with me to Rasulullah to the Messenger of Allah so that we could see what's going to happen in my regard. And all of them said, La wallah. They said, no way, you go by yourself. So I went to the Prophet and I told him what happened. And the Prophet said, Anta bidak, ya Salama, did you really do that, Salama? And he said, twice, Ya Rasulullah. I actually messed up twice, O Messenger of Allah. And he said, I am content with whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders in regards to me. So go ahead and take a decision and you're going to find me ready to undertake that command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Prophet says, okay, free a slave. He said, He said, by the one who sent you with the truth, he said, I don't possess a neck other than this neck. And he struck the surface of his neck, saying to the Prophet I can't free anyone else's neck because this is all I have. So the Prophet says then, okay, in that case, go ahead and fast two consecutive months. So I said to the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, what happened to me in the first place happened to me because of my fasting. Remember, he just told the Prophet tell me anything and I'll do it. And now he's making excuses as the Prophet is telling him things. So the Prophet said, fine, you know what? Feed 60 poor people with a wasq of tamr, of dates. So he said, Ya Rasulullah, we are the hungriest people. I swear by the one who sent you in truth, we are the hungriest people and we pass nights upon nights without having food for ourselves. So the Prophet what does he do? He goes and he gets him the dates himself And he says, go out and feed 60 people and then feed yourself and your family with the remaining dates. So here he comes back to his people and instead of being destroyed like he thought and they thought he was going to be, he's carrying all of this food for them. And he says to them, when I came to you people, I found nothing but doom and poverty. But he said, when I went to Rasulullah I found with the Prophet expanse and a good opinion. And that's something that was consistent with the Prophet that when you went to him after having messed up, 
The Prophet ﷺ was not going to doom you. The Prophet ﷺ was going to find a solution for you and put you at ease while also giving you a course of action to come back to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and get back to the right place. صلى الله عليه وسلم